Greetings. Welcome to CoreCard Second Quarter 2023 Earnings Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. A question and answer session will follow the formal presentation. If anyone should require operator assistance during the conference, please press star zero on your telephone keypad. Please note this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the conference over to Matt White, CFO. Thank you. you may begin. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. With me on the call today is Leland Strange, Chairman and CEO of CoreCard Corporation. He will add some additional comments and answer questions at the conclusion of my prepared remarks. Before I start, I'd like to remind everyone that during the call, we'll be making certain forward-looking statements to help you understand CoreCard and its business environment. These statements involve a number of risk factors, uncertainties, and other factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from our expectations. Factors that may affect future operations are included in filings with the SEC, including our 2022 Form 10-K and subsequent filings. As we noted in our press release, our second quarter results were in line with our expectations. Our professional services revenue remained strong. We saw sequential and year-over-year -year growth in processing and maintenance. And as expected, we had license revenue for the quarter of $1.8 million. Total revenue for the second quarter of 2023 was $15.7 million, a 3% increase compared to the second quarter of 2022. The components of our revenue for the second quarter consisted of license revenue of $1.8 million, professional services revenue of $7.4 million, processing and maintenance revenue of $5.7 million, an increase of 26%, and third-party revenue of $0.9 million. We did experience a decline in third-party revenues as our customers utilized fewer ancillary services on a year-over-year -year basis. Customers can perform these services themselves, contracts through third parties, or we can provide these services for our direct contracts with third parties. Services include items such as customer service, statement printing, card production, network fees, and compliance costs. We would like to re reiterate that third-party revenues are lower margin compared to our other revenue streams, so there is less of an impact to the bottom line. As noted in our 8K filing last week, we signed an amendment with Goldman Sachs that, among other things, converts managed services revenue, which is a portion of our professional services revenue, from a time and materials basis to a fixed monthly fee of a million dollars we recognized a slightly higher monthly amount from this revenue stream for the first six months of 2023. While the partial conversion to a recurring revenue structure is beneficial from a visibility perspective, it will result in lowest, lower services revenue for the remainder of the year. As a result, and combined with lower than expected third-party revenue, we've adjusted our guidance for the year to approximately 5% for services revenue growth. Revenue growth, excluding our largest customer, was 7% in the second quarter on a year-over-year -year basis. The slowdown from the first quarter is primarily due to lower third-party revenues as discussed previously. We continue to onboard new customers both directly and through various partnerships we have with program managers, including programs with American Express as the network. As in previous quarters, we currently have multiple implementations in progress with new customers we expect to go live in the coming months. Processing and maintenance revenues grew 26% in the second quarter of 2023 compared to the second quarter of 2022, 
recently added customers mentioned above who are now live and continued growth from existing customers. And now turning to license revenue, we recognize another license tier in the second quarter of 2023 as expected, resulting in $1.8 million of license revenue for the second quarter. We expect a new license, uh, license tier in the third quarter of 2023. Professional services revenue remains strong in second quarter. We anticipate professional services revenue in the third quarter in the range of 6.7 to $7 million. And now turning to some additional highlights on our income statement from the second quarter of 2023. Income from operations was $2.7 million for the second quarter of 2023, compared to income from operations of $3.5 million for the same time last year. Our operating margin for the second quarter of 2023 was 17%, compared to an operating margin of 23% for the same time last year. The decrease is primarily driven by hiring in India and in our Columbia office that we opened in October 2021, in addition to continued infrastructure investments in our processing environment. Our second quarter tax rate was 24.8% compared to 23.9% in the second quarter of 2022. Earnings per diluted share for the quarter was $0.22 cents compared to $0.33 cents for Q2 2022. As noted in, the, in our press release this morning, for the full year, we expect growth in services revenue of approximately 5%, and license revenue to be between $3 million and $7 million. We expect growth from customers, excluding our largest customer, is all services revenue, to be approximately 11%. We expect license revenue in the third quarter. However, it's difficult for us to predict the timing of license revenue for the fourth quarter and beyond for reasons we've discussed previously. Within services, we continue to expect strong growth in processing and maintenance as our customers continue to grow and as we continue to onboard new customers. Professional services revenue continue to be strong in the first and second quarters, and we anticipate professional services revenue in the third quarter of 2023 to be likely in the range of $6.7 to $7 million. The lower professional services revenue reflects the change to our Goldman contract, importing a portion of the revenue to a fixed monthly fee. With that, I'll turn it over to Leland. Okay, thanks, Matt. Uh, I think you covered all the essential financial things, and I'm I'm going to talk about a few things uh, in unprepared remarks, but uh, just things that people have been asking us. Let me just first comment on the fact that uh, you talked about India being part of the reason for the difference between last year and this year. I can say at this point we have pretty much flattened the growth in the India operation based on slower growth here. We have slightly under 1,100 employees as of the end of this quarter, and that counts the, the contractors that we also use full-time. I would say our our full-time our full-time staff is probably about 1,000 employees. We probably have about 80 contractors, most of which are full-time for us, not all, and then we have maybe 20, 25 interns at the present time. So, uh, in in reaction to a little bit slower growth, we have taken the step of slowing things down there. Now, also, we, we are continuing to spend money in, in two areas. One, the Tesla project that we call the Tesla project, which is the, the new corporate software that's still perhaps two years out. Hopefully, it'll be, it'll be less time than that, and we're certainly going to be using some modules that we're developing in less, uh, less time. In fact, we'll be putting one of those in this year. We're going to continue to spend in that way. 
The big question that I always ask is, what about Goldman and Apple, and where do you stand based on what they've been saying? There is some press recently that talked about Goldman is talking to American Press about taking the Apple account. I think uh, President I mean that Goldman can't do whatever they want to with those relationships without getting complete buy-in from those two parties. I must say, in the beginning, I know nothing, as, as as you would expect. Goldman is very quiet in terms of how they deal with these things, and the people we deal with, not only will they not tell us, but the fact is they know nothing, because it's really just, it's really handled at the very top. So everything I say now is just speculation based on my relationship and the amount of time we spent with them, and also knowing about what we do and about our software. So here's what I would speculate. Well, let me, let me back off. There's one one place that I won't have to speculate. Uh, you know we filed an 8K, I guess a week or so ago, that said that Goldman and Corkhard had uh, had an amendment to their agreement, so we extended all of our contracts for two years. So that will give you some indication of the relationship we have. A part of that uh, moves some of our uh, Revenue that was on time and materials to fixed price, and as that result in a little less income to us over time, but we felt like that was the right thing to do to have a two-year contract and have recurring revenue. In in terms of a two-year contract, it's my my opinion, and I think anybody's opinion, that would take more than two years from the time you said, okay, we're going to put this contract somewhere else to a, another party off of our car. So we're I, comfortable that we'll be processing the Apple card two years from now. Of course, we do, but we're doing it very well. that Apple might choose a 
a bank that basically no name bank and not not uh, put their name in big letters on the card, and then Apple would take on some of that third-party stuff. Again, I believe we would be the process of part of that, but other people clearly could do the customer service and the dispute, and uh, that's stuff they they do better. So that's where we stand on that. We don't believe there's a risk on that as long as we do what we're supposed to do, and as long as we do a good job for it, we don't believe there's a risk. We believe we've priced it right. We believe that uh, we provide very, very good service. So we don't see a problem with that. That's uh, that's usually what people call about. Everybody's worried about what the press says. And I would say the next thing, obviously, growth has slowed. We're seeing uh, big, medium-sized banks. We don't deal with the big banks right now. But the medium-sized banks are really saying uh, we don't want anything that would get our name in the headlines. Uh, we don't want to announce a change of processors. We don't want to do anything that simply would would be a that would cause people to take a hard look at us. So other conversation has really just been put on hold. We still have a good number of customers that are keyed up. They could go by the deep point, but likewise, some of them are just kind of putting that hold as as the current financial economic situation picks out. One thing we are doing that's new is that we're developing a commercial card for a mid-sized bank. Um, so on one hand, I say things are pretty much on hold, but there's this one situation where we're developing to their special, well, I won't say to their specification, but with their help, we're developing a new commercial card product that will go live for what we call friends and family in the fourth quarter. And that simply means it'll be in test, it'll be used lightly, it will be rolled out in the first quarter of next year. I don't expect huge revenue from that initially. We think it's a very important product for us, particularly the fact that it's being developed hand-in-hand with the bank as opposed to just uh, someone coming out with product specifications. And we, we believe it does have really good possibilities both for that good mid-sized bank as well as others in the future. So that's we're doing a lot of new stuff. We've got still have new clients coming in. They're just not getting to market as fast as we would hope they'd get to market. Well, Matt, any other uh, comments that you hear from folks? Those are the main ones that I hear that I wanted to respond to. Yeah, no, the, I think that covers that. The only thing I would add is that the, there were um, you know there were there were three contracts that were extended. Uh, with Goldman, one, two of those were for uh, statements of work that we had with them, and that was a two-year extension. And then for the, the maintenance work that we do, uh, that was a three-year extension. That's the only thing I would add. Okay. Um, so let's uh, let's take it to questions. And we have any questions? As we as we always say, if you don't want to ask the questions here on the the call, we're always open to to explain. Maybe we can explain that well. Uh, so, operator, let's uh, see if there are any questions for us. Great, thank you. If you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. A confirmation tone will indicate your line is in the question queue. You may press star 2 if you would like to remove your question from the queue. And for participants using speaker equipment, it may be necessary to pick up your handset before pressing the star keys. Our first question is from Hal Ghosh with B. Riley Securities. Please proceed. 
Hey, thanks. Thanks, guys, for all the color. My, my question is um, expense growth. You, you've got a good uh, overview of the employee count and all, like, you know, point out, like, you had a, a lot of employee growth in the last, you know, two years or so. Uh, do you think your expense growth here is going to be leveling out um, and in the next, you know, year to two years? Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think uh, there's going to be some inflation impact, obviously, to payroll and expenses. But in terms of overall growth, we're not going to need to grow that a lot to take on a good bit more business. Uh, we're going to need actually fewer people working on the uh, the Goldman Apple thing because that's running pretty smoothly. So we think we're in pretty good shape to take on more business without adding a lot. Matt, you want to add anything to that? No, that's right. Yeah, there'll be some. Uh, smaller increases, but overall, we're, we're trying to keep the heck out pretty steady, and um, that's what we've been doing uh, in India, and uh, kind of only adding where we need to. But uh, we, we added enough people last year to where our focus is on getting those those folks trained uh, so they can contribute. Okay, great. If I could ask one follow-up, Leland, you mentioned you know the banks don't want to do anything that gets their the name, the papers, and basically. That, Seems to me they want to keep their risk profiles low. Um, and what would should we be looking for as analysts and investors to to know when that little that modest overhang is lifting? What would we see in the economy? What would we see in the regulatory picture based on your experience? What should we be looking for? Thank you. Well, that's that's a good question. <laughs> I need to think about that one a little bit. Um, it, it's uh, hmm. From an overall economic standpoint, I just think you need to. We need the the overhang that we're getting. You know, with with Fitch hitting the credit of the U.S. yesterday, and with all, I guess the markets down, S and P, the Russell's down almost two percent, S and P down close to one and a half percent today. I think you just need to be. You don't need to see growth. You need to see some some stability. It, it's both political, economic, just some stability so people can just say, let's just get back to business as usual. Nobody feels like it's business as usual right now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks. I would agree with that. I and mean, there's many, many small banks that are selling consumer credit portfolios to non-bank financials to improve their ratios. And so what you're saying makes perfect sense to me. Thanks. Thanks for your call. I'll get back in the queue. Thanks. As a reminder, to star one on your telephone keypad, if you'd like to ask a question, we will just pause for a brief moment to see if there's any final questions. There are no more questions at this time. I would like to turn it back over to management for any closing remarks. All right. Well, we just thank you for your uh, continued interest and support. We're going to continue to to push forward. We feel pretty comfortable about where we are. We wish they were moving fast at this point, but we think we're on the right path, and uh, we'll continue. So thank you, and if any other questions along the way, please give us a call. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you. This will conclude today's conference. You may disconnect your lines at this time, and thank you for your participation.